Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the World of Warcraft update, along with some <laughs> random stuff from Dale and a bunch of mobile crap from Jeremy. How are you guys doing? Hey. Tired, man. I got up Tired. at 4.30 in the morning, this morning, um, and I don't recommend it. You got up at 4.30? Why'd you get up at 4.30? I had to run uh, my stepdad to the airport before I went to work, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, your dad stepped out of visiting because you had to drive to Utah yeah. to meet us. I had right? to drive cross country. Uh, yeah, that's right. Passed through Salt Lake, and the three of us and uh, Legrand, your wife, was there. We had pizza in a basement. Got some of that good old Utah <laughs> hospitality. Basement pizza. Pizza in the basement with a bunch of uh, college sophomores. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. We didn't even have to pull out the gimp costume this That's time. Right. <laughs> Just the basement. Well, uh, I have nothing new to report, guys. I am sad to say I have played nothing but World of Warcraft. And, well, wait, wait. I, I guess I have something to report, but it's not really anything special. Did you I, I tried out Gwent. World of Warcraft? I tried out Gwent. Uh, that's the Witcher game, Witcher 3 card game. Yes. Yeah. So I, I have the beta of that. I don't know. I, I don't know if everybody's in the beta or if you have to be special to be in the beta, but I'm in the beta. And I did a tutorial, and I played a couple just like against the AI matches. So I don't have a whole lot to say about it yet, but I want to play some more of it. And I know that, um, wasn't Jared playing it? Jared did play it a couple weeks ago for our stream over at twitch.tv slash show. You can see it currently on the YouTube archive, um, which I'll be honest with you. Like, I'm going to be totally honest. I watched, I was there. I was there for this, and I still don't. 100% understand exactly how Gwent works. I know yeah. that there's like the three rows, so you have what's in your hand and you have they like the three you, rows and there's different kinds of cards. If you play The Witcher 3 they teach you how to play Gwent inside The Witcher 3. Well, so there's three rows. The game is comprised of three rounds and the, if it, whoever wins two rounds wins and you're given a set of cards that have different number values and you put them down on the board and whoever has the most numbers at the end of the round wins. Yeah, it's it's pretty simple. That's why I was wondering if for this standalone version, if they're like introducing new modes or new cards or you know what what are they doing? Uh, I don't know. I, I and I did I haven't played enough of the game of the Gwent in Witcher Three to really have a good comparison of it. Um, in fact, I probably played more Gwent in Gwent than I have in Witcher Three. The cool thing about Gwent uh, in The Witcher 3 is going around and collecting all the cards for your decks that you sometimes get as, like, quest rewards and, yeah, you know, you find them in random places. Well, th- this version is uh, like that, except for you can buy your card packs <laughs> or you can uh, spend in-game currency for them. Yeah, but I'm not cool like Geralt of Rivia, so, you know. I don't know. You can, the, you can still yet. rock that uh, legs hanging out of the bathtub look, though. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's something you can do. No, so here's the thing that I find interesting about Gwent, which is uh, kind of on the continuum of card battle-type games. Um, we, we have on one end of the continuum something like Hearthstone, right? And I've never been great at Hearthstone, and a lot of times it just kind of felt like the luck of the draw. 
because um, you pretty much can either play what you're going to play, and you have you you know your uh, energy or your mana that you use to spend an increasing level of, of cards, you know, to put those into play. Um, but th but that's kind of it. Like you you just sort of you have your one playing field, and you're protecting your hero character. And I don't think there's a hero character in Gwent, right? Like you don't actually attack. Uh, there is there is a you don't attack the the hero or a character on the other side but you play as a hero character that has a specific a specific ability ability okay so yeah. then across that continuum there have been a few games out recently and on the far other end of the scale i would put something like duelist which um i don't know if, I, I know dale you've played a little bit of duelist but um we also streamed that at one point and and the reason why i put that on the other end is because you have your cards but then you have a whole board like there's actually physical space like a 2d plane that you can play things on and then there's a, a little bit of a strategy game component to it where you, you know, you move within distance of, of other characters and attack them with different abilities. Uh, and there is a hero character, but it is represented in a physical space on the board. So you are playing cards, but then you also have a space that you're operating in, you know. So to me, I really like that because it feels like I have more control over the strategy or, you know, it's something more than just whatever's the cards that came into my hand. Then in the middle, we've got things like Gwent, where you've got, you know, your three spaces of depth where you can kind of play things in each of those spaces or you have something like plants versus zombies heroes which i talked about a few weeks ago where you have the the lanes kind of like the plants versus zombies idea and you can sort of play things in lanes and, and i kind of find it interesting now that the idea of physical space like in gwent is something that you know it's a thing now like you you don't have to just play what's in your hand but you can decide it's where super you're basic play it. though it seems like it's really basic because the only thing that matters is that you have like ability cards or modifier cards that will either a damage or reduce the value of your enemy's card or increase the value of your cards in a specific lane. Like that's the only thing that it does. Like it it doesn't appear to me to do anything different than that. Hmm. Is that accurate, Dale? Or, uh, you know, yeah, or? from what I remember, I mean that sounds pretty accurate. You you can have like a fog card that will make everyone in the melee lane less effective and you know there's yeah, like a like rain lowers one. their value to one and the, then you can use a clear skies card to clear off the yeah, fog yeah, and... exactly modifiers for so what are the the rows it's like melee ranged and siege weapons i think yeah yeah yep yeah, like catapults and stuff yeah anyway I, I haven't played enough of it to really give it a full shakedown like i want to i wanted to play more of it but uh, this pesky mmo i've been playing keeps getting in the way uh so <laughs> how long uh how long is the beta do we know it's a closed beta. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I got a, I signed up for it right when they announced that the beta was open to sign up for it, and I got in like a week ago or two ago. Does it have? Uh, I know you mentioned you played against AI characters. Is there a PvP server or anything set up for that yet? Do you know? Can you play against? Oh yeah. Humans? Yeah, you can play against other people. I don't think there's like a ranked or anything like that. I think it's just, and I haven't played against any humans yet. <laughs> mm. I, cause I really don't know what I'm doing in that game yet, but. Yeah, it seems pretty good though, and there's there's cool animations on all the cards. Um, <laughs> so you like play the Geralt of Rivia card, and he like slices off like some dude's head or something. I don't know. It's cool, I guess. Yeah, the art on the cards looks cool. Um, which I wonder. Uh, so the funny thing to me about this is it's taken them so long. I mean, when when they've essentially they're just recreating a game that was already in, in existence, you know, as a mini game. I wonder what it is that they're doing to it. Uh, I think I mean, they're like, probably actually balancing it for people to compete with it you know making yeah, it all was really balanced in the game making they're doing yeah, they're doing those animations like yeah like what grant said but i i think it's probably more just balancing it because they have like there's what four three or four different types of decks you can play as yeah there's different um, uh, factions like basically. humans and yeah. the like the demon i don't know different stuff like that so 
Well, I'm I, sure I think there's some a certain of the, level of some balance of the decks are there's like the Nilfgaardian Empire deck and the Temerian deck or whatever the the Kingdoms right. deck and 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 yeah and then there might be also like monster decks and sorcerer decks or not, you know I'm not sure what else what yeah, else. I, I, I should play some more uh, Witcher Three. That's what I should do. Me too, because I, I haven't finished it. We we should make a pact, um, Dale, and we should finish it this upcoming year at some point. Sure, I'm no, sure, that's sure like how work. vampires get started. Like they they promise that they won't do anything else until they've beaten that game, and then they stay undead forever. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Anyway, I still need to play Witcher Three though, and I need to play Dragon Age Inquisition. Those are my two big RPGs that I'm kind of. Oh man, not playing. Yeah, I need to play Baldur's Gate two, <laughs> and uh, yeah, The Witcher three, as was mentioned, and all the dragon, you know, and just tons and tons of other stuff. So yeah, so that's really it for me. Um, I don't have a whole lot more to say about anything because I'm kind of boring. No, but that's cool though. Uh, in general, how do you do? You feel bullish or bearish about collectible card games like uh, Hearthstone, Up or Down? Uh, Gwent well, up or I, down. I I still play Hearthstone like on a. I'm not gonna say regular basis, but I play it a couple, a few rounds a week, maybe. I don't know because it's on my phone, so it's it's like my mobile my mobile phone game of choice. And so I really like Hearthstone. Gwent seems cool. Um, I don't think it's. I I don't know. I can't give I can't give a full analysis of Gwent. There's also Ascension Chronicle of the Godslayer. Have you guys played that at all? Uh, no, uh-huh. but that sounds intense. That's more of a um, what they call a deck building game than a like collectible card game. But it's the same thing. I mean, it's a video game of a card game, um, and it's it's kind of neat. It isn't the uh, Elder Scrolls making a card game? Too? Yeah, they are. Elder yes, Scrolls Elder Scrolls Legends. Legends. Yeah. yeah. I I think in general my outlook is on these. I want to be playing them more, but I just don't want to be wasting my time a lot. I feel like I want to work up to getting really good at, at some of these card games. And, and things like Plants vs. Zombies Heroes, I kind of want to be playing more of that. I want to be playing more Duelist. I do want to be playing more Hearthstone, but I've just never felt like I was any good at it. So, I, I don't know. It's it's kind of something... I, I get I, annoyed with Hearthstone at the free-to-play aspect, where I don't want to spend the money required to be... Competitive. Have all the cards that you want to be competitive with. Like, that's the real I big see a lot of people economy. talking about Hearthstone like that, like pay-to-win Hearthstone type thing. Well, you have to have, like, the... You know, all the specific legendaries, if you want to compete, and in order to have those, you either have to sacrifice other cards or yeah. buy decks, buy packs until you get them, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's so, a Plants vs. Zombies card game as well? Yes, you may have heard about it on the Game Bite Show podcast, Plants vs. Zombies Heroes. It's one of those, it's one of those uh, mobile, those, that mobile crap that Jeremy likes to talk about. Uh, I do, I do like Falls those. into that category. What kind, of, what kind of mobile stuff do we have this time? Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy. Fill us in. So I'll tell you what I've been playing. Uh, we'll go ahead and start out with the mobile thing, because again, I still am on the quest for a, uh, a great mobile time waster, and I went local this It's called, it's called the Kindle app. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I, actually, this week, I, I went with something that is brand new, and I happened to see it on my Twitter feed, local game shop uh, Eat Sleep Play, who you may know they worked with David Jaffe in the past on Calling All Cars. And uh, I think they've they've they done twisted some other metal. Things. Yeah, twisted. Yeah, some of the. In fact, they have uh, a lot of people over there who had worked on um, on some of those previous games in the Twisted Metal series, and they've, they've got some good veterans over there. Well, a- after the latest Twisted Metal game, they stopped and doing 
console and games in general and only do mobile games started now. doing mobile style games yeah and you know i'll be honest with you i'm not sure who is still over there exactly what they've been working on um i've got to say i was a little bit underwhelmed by their newest game which is called cars versus bosses and um you know i thought maybe it would be something on the order of calling all cars you know maybe a some sort of uh, action type game or or you know some car combat game like twisted metal something like that um it turns out the cars versus bosses is a fairly pedestrian endless runner except with cars and uh, endless runner in the sense of something like temple run or or one of those where it's a uh, you know forward running so you're you're actually it's 3d it's you're 3D running space. into the screen R- exact well running running away from the screen running toward away from the player you know tor- toward yeah. you know away into the, i guess into the screen yeah, yeah, kind of. I, I guess so. I guess the yeah. I was just thinking if if the action is running into the screen toward you, it's the opposite of that. So, so anyway, yeah. Wait, what? yeah. I don't get Run, it. Running into the screen. So running, running away from you. <laughs> running forward, forward. Um. So and, and basically, you've got this machine gun that's always on, and you're basically driving through traffic, and you can't change your pace or anything. You can basically just go left or right. Um. Your machine gun is constantly firing. If you uh, move left or right and, and shoot some of the little weenie cars there, they basically explode or fly out of the way or whatever. Um. And you'll run up uh onto uh you know. Uh, what do you, what do you call those those like semi trucks that are carrying cars? Like they use it in Mario Kart. Like there's a yeah, there's like a ramp or something. Yeah, so yeah. you jump up off the ramp and, and things like that. You can do little jumps over things. Uh, you can pick up rockets, so you you can uh, pick up these little rockets that load like five rockets, and you can tap the screen and it'll shoot off these rockets. And the bosses in the game are basically just more cars, more kinds of cars, um, driving out in front of you, kind of like Spy Hunter, you know, you might find some, you know, cars that are going to drop mines, or that'll start shooting rockets back at you, back toward the players, so you've got to dodge left or right, um, and, and then there are some large, like, actual boss characters, like there's, uh, I, I only ever got to one, which was, uh, basically like this big double-wide kind of semi-cab that, uh, would, would shoot rockets and drop mines, um, and, you know, the rockets, you can power them up over time. You actually can get coins. So as you're driving around, you can get these individual coins. Uh, the coins are used in between missions to level up your rockets or to level up other abilities. You can unlock new skins for different kinds of cars. Like, you can get a cool, you know, Corvette-looking thing as opposed to the, whatever you start out with. But kind of in general, that's more or less it. They do have an in-game app purchasing kind of thing where you can just buy coins. Um... I've got to say, for for this for the caliber of this studio, for the kinds of games they've done in the past, whatever you thought about games like Calling All Cars, I mean, that was 10 years ago now, or I guess 9 years, 2007, I think, Calling All Cars came out. Um, this seems more like, an, like a first entry for a, you know, two or three man game studio. So... I'm not really sure who's still over there in Salt Lake City at Eat, Sleep, Play, or what else they might be working on. This could be like an interstitial project that they've done. Um, It just kind of lacks the imagination that I would have expected. Um, I don't really see it standing out in the marketplace of, uh, you know, these kinds of games. It's available on Android and I believe also iOS. Um, You you can go and see a trailer for it, and, uh, you know, it's about a minute minute and a half long and it pretty much pretty much what you see there is is basically the full effect of cars versus bosses um huh. so you know maybe just to support the local team maybe download it give it a try i don't expect that you'll stick with it very long you'll you'll kind of see what i mean here pretty pretty quickly um and and i don't know there there may be i mean you, you as, play as we... it in um landscape mode which is 
maybe I don't know, kind of unique, I guess. Yeah, I, some, I mean that. I you know, that might have a certain appeal to it. Um, but like I said, just generally speaking, there are cars. I'm not sure about the bosses. There's kind of some versusing going on. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know that I've got yeah, a lot more to say about it. It wasn't... Um, calling of all cars was like kind of like historic bomb, right? I mean, like very kind soon of. there were like very, very few people playing it. Yeah, I mean, it lasted for a while. It was one of the first games, I think, to have the multiplayer servers go dark, which, uh, I, yeah. I, you know, it was sad at the time. Um, and I liked that game. Actually, Calling All Cars was sort of an arena chase kind of thing where you'd have these little MacGuffins, like the little uh, uh, kind of 1920s, 1930s era gangster escapists kind of people escaping out of prison. And I always remember there was something I heard from someone over at EGM, I think, somewhere, but somebody had said... Whose fantasy is 1930s, like, gangster, you know, like, yeah, boys, we're gonna get out of the big house, you see? Like, like that sort of thing, and I, I, that line always kind of stuck with me, kind of wondering, like, whenever a game comes out, kind of thinking, well, whose who's fantasy are we actually living out here? And if it's nobody's, your game probably isn't going to do that well, because uh, nobody's going to be interested in it. So, Cars vs. Bosses maybe kind of falls into that trap again. Um, like I said, for, for me, the thing about it was, I mean, it's it's competent, and it's, you know, it's alright, I guess, for what it is, but it just shows to me kind of a, a real lack of imagination, and, and I sort of had expected it to be something a little bit, uh, mm. a little bit better. There's a real um, kind of, like, lowest common denominator um, aspect to a lot of th- what you get on the App Store, Um and that's never good. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. thing where they try to just—it's so base that they're just trying to appeal to anybody and everybody. And you know what? Maybe it would be interesting because on the flip side, you could put a lot of time and energy and creativity and thought into something that is, you know, like a really artistic and really well done thing. And maybe it is better, like financially, just to go for another dumb runner type game. And maybe just a number of grandpas will find it, and you know, maybe that'll be the the thing that you know, keeps your studio open for, you know, the next big, uh, you know, authorial hit, I guess. But uh, Cars vs. Bosses uh, on Android and iOS, go check that out. My hunt continues for the perfect uh, new big boy Um, game. Coming up in about 30 days, uh, there's a game coming out on uh, the iOS that is, uh, it's another endless runner. It's It's called Super Mario Run. Yeah. Did you see the price on that? Ten bucks. Uh, yeah, ten dollars. Um, but it's free to start. That's right. In, yeah. In so, oh, yeah, that whole thing. Yep. So uh, I don't know. Uh, it's going to be a while before that comes to Android, but I think you guys are on iOS, aren't you? Don't you guys use Apple? I do. All right. Well, I, I would to... probably pay. I'll probably buy it, but I think five dollars is a better price for that game for sure. Yeah. Well, well, of you know, if, that's half the price. If 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 you don't ask for it, you'll never get it. So I, you know, a dollar is a better price. Yeah, for that you, game. yeah, okay. one cent is a way better price than. I I, I just think that ten dollars seems too much for. So the other game that I played this week is not mobile, but has some sort of free to play e style aspects to it. I played a game called Super Dungeon Bros. Which you know maybe it's pronounced Super Dungeon Brothers, but I'm pretty Bros. sure it's Super Dungeon, Br- yeah, Dungeon Bros. 
a bra. <laughs> um, and this actually came out uh, just in the last couple of weeks. I think November 1st was the launch date for this game. And on Xbox Live Games with Gold, it actually launched for free, which is something that doesn't often happen on uh, the Xbox platform. I think that uh, Earthlock, the, there was a game that I talked about a few weeks ago that actually uh, debuted, I believe, on Xbox Games with Gold. Uh, so it happens sometimes, but so not, this, not this, very So you're often. playing this on Xbox One? I'm playing it on Xbox One, but it is also available on... PC, and I believe on PlayStation 4, uh, the website, I was just checking it, it says that it's also available on PS4, but I'm not sure if it's a simultaneous launch, so it may, may still be coming up. Um, but this game is a four-person dungeon hack, kind of a dungeon brawler sort of game, kind of in the style of maybe Gauntlet, you know, some of the latter-day Gauntlet-style games. Um, but according to the game's description of itself, it is sort of a rock-themed dungeon crawler sort of game. Uh, and I'm not really sure about that. I mean, they do... Well, the characters are named Lars, Ozzy, Axel, and what, Freddy? <laughs> yes, yeah. So, so. It, it's the kind of thing where they have this overlay kind of, of rock music, I suppose. But I'll tell you, I don't think it really... It's not really designed that way. I almost feel like they came up with this concept. Um, and, and I guess, like I said, the game plays a little bit like Gauntlet, or or maybe a little bit like... Um, I, I don't know how many people out there played the Fat Princess Adventures game that came out on the PlayStation 4. It kind of took the, um, the arena combat cake-capturing simulator, I guess, uh, which was originally on PS3 and PSP, and they sort of turned it into more of, a, of an adventure, like a Diablo-style game, you know, one of those... Yeah, one some of, of these screenshots I'm looking at look like they are just, like, ripped right out of Diablo 3, almost. I mean, they're a little bit more colorful than that, but, like, there's a couple of them that look remarkably like Act 1 of Diablo 3. Yeah, which isn't bad. I mean, you know, and it actually, it's, it's pretty good. I, I think the... The thing about it, so you can actually play four people local, which I don't know anybody who's got four Xbox One controllers, um, and I'm not sure how it works on PC. I'm assuming that you can probably hook up multiple controllers on a PC, um, but it does allow you to play online co-op with just random people, and uh, the game has, I mentioned a little bit earlier, free-to-play elements. Um, even though they do sell it for money, um, I am pretty sure they sell it for money. I'd better double-check that but while I'm while I'm looking at it here. Um, but you can, you can unlock different kinds of weapons and different kinds of skins. So they have the male and the female versions of these rock characters. Um, they kind of have like a Ninja Turtles kind of like Cowabunga vibe to them. Um, you can do little shout outs using the D-pad and kind of, you know, communicate with each other vaguely. Um, the fighting that you do, you have a main attack and then sort of a large attack and then a super attack that you can do, like an ultimate that you have a limited number of charges to do. You can actually use it like twice. Um, and more or less, you're going to go through the game doing some fairly straightforward platforming slash hacking kinds of, you know, hack and slash and ki kinds of combat. Um, the game gets pretty busy, very messy. Like, there are some, and I think sometimes they do it on purpose, the developers will just dump guys in just kind of for the fun of having a screen that is literally full of bad guys, and you just, like, do a circular attack and just kind of clear out dudes around you. Um, the thing is that you start out fairly underpowered, so even the little little gremlins and the little creep mobs that, that come up on you, they end up being a little more deadly maybe than I, than I think is, is comfortable for me. I, the, the other thing too is playing online, so I've only played it online co-op, and I think the biggest drawback of Super Dungeon Bros is maybe technical in nature. It doesn't really strike me as the best put-together game. 
Um, there seems to be, I've played at least a few games where the lag was really bad so that when I would attack enemies, I could not see the health going down. Like I would have no idea if I was being effective. Um, stuff was warping around, uh, at least once or twice, uh, in, in different matches and, uh, made it kind of difficult to see what was going on. There is a need in some cases for collaboration and for cooperation between the characters. So you can pick your loadout at the beginning of the, of the match and you generally will work through four or five levels in a session until you get to the end of it and then you're done and the session drops and, and then you can decide to play again, uh, and just do it again and unlock more. Uh, they have kind of a premium currency thing. So to unlock some of the new weapons, you can either pay money, you can pay in-game currency, uh, and it's usually like a combination, like they've got like three different currencies, you know, like a purple style gem and a yellow style thing and a green one. And But know, it's not free to play, you're saying? Uh, you know, I don't think so. I'm going to check this out really quickly here because I, uh, like I said, since I got it on, on... On Steam, it's 20 bucks. Yeah, I was going to say that I, I, I feel hell, like man. there was a, a dollar amount to it. Um, and maybe if you didn't get the free version on Xbox uh, Games with Gold, maybe they don't charge you for that stuff um i don't know it kind of goes back to the idea of how many things do you want to unlock in the game that you've paid for um you know do you want to have to to run through you know three different rounds to to be able to get the gems to unlock that super cool weapon uh which I, i'm not even really sure how i feel about that because i always feel like when people are like oh i don't want to have to unlock stuff at some point and i actually think that we talked about this once on one of our uh, top of the week shows where you know the, the idea of if you don't have anything to earn or anything to, you know, nothing to push against, it's just not as much fun, I guess. You know, if yeah, everything I, I is like given unlocking to you. stuff. Uh, I mean, I'm, maybe I don't want to unlock every single thing, but uh, I do like unlocking some stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so this one, I, I kind of wish you started with more, you, you know, you start out with a great sword or like a crossbow that you can play with. And then you can unlock things like hammers or like these uh, electric lances type things. Um, the, the style of the game is sort of like Castle Crashers a la... Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you're looking at the art style here. Like, the little characters, they're sort of like little, like, pop vinyl figures, you might say. They kind of have, uh, you know, giant heads and then little bodies, and they do, like, these extreme, like, hand gestures and, like, tongues sticking out, like, those kinds of things. Um, and the, the like action I said, looks, like, very Torchlight or Diablo. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly, exactly. And and then just, you know, throw in, in in your mind's eye, like, a little bit of technical jank where, you know, maybe the, the collision detection isn't isn't real good or, uh, you know, there's a little bit of warping around or, or floor traps, like, spikes come up and, and you just, for some reason, can't dodge them. That, that, that kind of does happen. Uh, you share a pool of lives with the other characters. Um, you can actually, when you start out, one of the cool things is there are these little uh, incense burning like sensors i guess you know things that burn incense and you can sort of choose modifiers uh that will reduce your score at the end of each round but for example you can say well we want super easy grunts or you know super easy creeps or, or whatever you call them uh or we want um you know you can you can do just little modifiers and things and and at the end of each round you have money to spend that you can sort of upgrade your character for the course of that round to, you know, hit harder or to get an extra charge on your ultimate attack or something like that. So if you're not playing any other style of game, I guess here's kind of my final judgment on this. If you're not really playing anything else like Gauntlet, which is excellent, you know, the new Gauntlet from um, Arrowhead Studios, uh, if you're not playing, I mean, even Fat Princess Adventures, I know probably nobody is, but I mean, that was actually a pretty decent game. Um, Diablo, I guess, that's a little heavier, though. Um, I, I sort of like the idea of something that's a little bit lower investment i think this this is a lot less barrier to entry uh, gauntlet can ruin friendships though <laughs> <laughs> yeah gauntlet does have i mean there are some other things to that you don't really get from this i mean there, there's a whole pickup mechanic you can throw people off the the ends of things gauntlet does have a very very good 
cooperative competitive element to it which does not exist in super dungeon bros um and and again like i said the entire idea of the rock thing it feels like they came up with the idea and then we're like oh god we need a gimmick uh let's come up with something and then they sort of you know spread a thin layer of rock themed stuff over the top of it um it, it it does not really live up to that as far as i'm concerned about the rock theme but uh but as far as the rest of it goes though again if you're not playing something else in that genre or of that type it's probably worth looking into again 20 bucks if you didn't get it on xbox live games with gold um but so far i've enjoyed it I'm, i might play a few more rounds of it i have had a lot of technical problems though which is really a kind of a turn off but um super dungeon bros no I guess I'll talk about what I've been playing now. Do it. World of Warcraft. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, no, actually, I, I've been really busy. Uh, several days out of the last week, I wasn't even here, so I couldn't get in any wild time. Um, uh, I did. Uh, Jeremy, you would be. This sounds like something you would do. I I, pur- I purchased a um, PS2 classic on PS3, and have been playing some of that the last couple of days. Nice. Um, and so the game that I got, uh, there was a bunch of like Shin Megami, Shin Megami Tensei games on sale for like three forty nine. And oh, yeah. I picked the, up the uh, ten year anniversary PlayStation sale. I think is yeah, right? yeah. So I, I got one that I had played um, some of previously uh, a long time ago. It's a game with a very, very good reputation, and it's like you know a lot of people talk about it and kind of hush tones or whatever it's it's Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne also it's it's the third game I think but they don't actually have a three in the title in some territories it's I don't know it's weird um, I am very confused in general about which games are spin-off games in that series and which yeah. games are so the entire like the Persona series tree. is a spin-off right yes Persona is a spin-off it's uh Shin, Shin in fact there's because there's Megami Tensei, which is different than Shin Megami yeah, Tensei. Yeah, that came first. And then uh, Shin God, I, Megami Tensei is later. I'm trying to remember how. And, and then, then you get into... Yeah, Persona. So then there's... Yeah, yeah, dude. Yes. It's, that's, there's even spin-offs That's about as far as I can go with it. In that yeah. series. There's, Persona has its own spin-offs. And then if you go back to the core SMT series, it's one, two, three. This is three. And then there's four on the DS now and then four has its own like mirror image game. And then there's like the fire emblem spinoff. And then there's the, there's a, there's a bunch of them, right? There's all sorts too of much stuff. digital devil much. saga one and two, yes. which are that's actually... what I was trying to think of. Like the DS ones, devil summoner and devil survivor. And... Well, so digital devil saga, those are also PS2 games. So those, those are actually in the sale that I bought this one on, but then, yeah, then there are the DS games. There's that one that's, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it like takes place in Antarctica, and it's basically like an Atrian Odyssey game, but oh yeah, Shin Megami Tensei like, instead, like all first person and stuff. So, so having laid now that very confusing backdrop, yeah, for all of this, now that we know exactly where we are mm-hmm. in, in the continuum, what is this? Yeah, so this is it's the third game in the main series. Uh, Nocturne is is what you would call it, basically, is that being that being the title, <laughs> um, and it's. Uh, it's a very cool game. The premise is that um, you're a, you're like a junior high, high school kid in Tokyo, and you're going to meet some of your friends at uh, Yoyogi Park, um, very near to where my friend Esteban lives in Tokyo, actually. Uh, hey, Yoyogi Koen. And, Welcome um, to Yoyogi Park. <laughs> and when you get there, um, you find that the the person or the, the your friends that you were going to meet have uh you know gone ahead and gone to the place 
that I guess you guys were all planning to go, which is this like weird, mysterious hospital um, where you're going to meet your teacher or a teacher from your school. And so you go there and it turns out when you get to this weird hospital that it's like abandoned and there's like rumors of cult activity in this hospital. And so it's getting all mysterious. Right. And you start exploring the hospital and there's this like weird guy in the basement who, um, you know, is looking at this weird codex with runes on it and stuff. And then he's like saying, well, I'm going to have to kill you now because you found me doing my dirty business. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then that's when your teacher shows up and the teacher is like, no, you can't kill my student. And then um, the two of you go to the roof and she explains that, hey, the world is going to end and um, it's, it's all going to be remade in the shape of demons, basically. And so the world ends and um, you wake up uh, and you have been like fused with like this demon worm thing. Um, you know, in um, Wrath of Khan, you know, like the. Oh yeah, or or like uh, other movies where they like put some like insect or something inside of a person, right? It like yeah. crawls parasite in. Parasite thing. Crawls in there. Yeah, it's a parasite thing. There's this demon parasite thing that you swallow, and so you become like half demon. But then that gives you the power in the new demon Tokyo to like go around and talk to and conquer and like fuse other demons to, um, you know, become like the king of demon Tokyo. And so that's basically what the game is about. And the King of Demon Tokyo. That sounds like a show title to me. Yeah, that, that would be a better title, probably. Um, <laughs> and But yeah, that's what it is. It also, Dante from Devil May Cry makes a guest appearance in this game. What? Um, yeah, yeah, he shows up and he can join your party, basically. Uh, you, you fight him, I think, a couple of times. Uh, I Dale's think. on board now. You have to, uh, you have to beat him Dale, as a boss. Um, so I had previously played this game on, on the PS2, like a disc version, like a long time ago. And I got probably halfway through, maybe not, maybe a third of the way through the game. Um, it's pretty well known for being a pretty difficult game. And there are a few actually like really notorious bosses. Like one of them is this, like, um, it's like the Grim Reaper, Grim Reaper, but like on a Harley. Um, and I remember I had beaten that guy. And, uh, and then I got to like some, some dungeon and I just, I don't know what happened. I never played it any more than that, but, um, you know, being that it was on sale for cheap and it was a really cool game and I was like, you know, I could, I could pick that up. I, and the other thing is I hadn't ever played any of the PS2 classics on PS3. Uh, and yeah, you can only play them on PS3 apparently, um, Jeremy, you would know. That's that's correct. Yeah, right? they they've re-released. So there are games that they've released on PS4, but those are specific PS4 releases. So the PS2 Classics line is sort of split across what's available on PlayStation Three and PlayStation Three. 4. And not okay, the so same. so some yeah. of them are, but but they're not all the universally one or the other. Or yeah, and the thing is, the ones on PS4 are sort of value added. Like they've added trophies and stuff. And um, okay, yeah, no trophies you know, here. As, as far yeah, as I know, these I are these are more or less like ports of PS2 software that just run on the PS2. Yeah, it's basically like a straight up emulation. And I was I I don't know if it's just distance from this game or from, you know, having played PS2 games in a long time or, but I thought it looked maybe just a smidge better than on, on the PS3 than it would on the native PS2 hardware. I could be imagining it. It may be a smidge. I I might, it might just be, 
you know, my imagination. Your, your um, wants. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, it's still, it definitely looks like a PS2 game, right? But it doesn't look like like if you said something looked like a PS2 game as an insult, <laughs> it doesn't look like that bad, right? It's like, right, it's right. like uh, you know how there was a few, like Resident Evil 4 and maybe a couple of others that had progressive scan, even though they were still SD, mm-hmm. uh, and it kind of gave it a, like a different look. Right, um, right. I don't know if it's doing something like that. Maybe. But anyway, so yeah, Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne. Cool game. Um, been playing a little bit of that. Uh, the other thing is Dishonored 2. Yeah. yeah. No? And yeah, it's it's good. It's, um, you know, I'm not super far into it. I'm like, uh, I've just kind of basically started the second main mission. Um, and so far, the structure of the game is a lot like the the first Dishonored, where like you have missions, and then you have kind of um, these like uh, interstitial side mission thing, like where you go to the hub and you kind of like do some stuff in the hub before you go on the next mission. And so I've been through like a couple of complete cycles of that, basically like a, a tutorial and then a intro mission, and then like a visit to the the first interstitial hub sort of place and then started the second mission. Mm-hmm. And um, when you start the game, you you are in a situation in which you choose to play as either Emily Caldwin, the um, now Empress of... Uh, she's you know, the girl the, from the first game. Yeah, so right? in, it, yeah, that's right. In the first Dishonored, she's about 10 years old. And uh-huh. um, you play as, as Corvo, who is uh, her, her father, actually, and, and the royal protector... Uh, for the entirety of that game. Is there and a then, way for her to die at the end of the first one? I think there may be. If you do like a, a high chaos run and you leave her behind and without rescuing her or something like uh-huh. that. She, yeah, I think it's possible she might die, but then obviously that's not the, the canon ending, right? Um, so in Dishonored 2, it's like 15 years later and Emily's all grown up now and she's the Empress. And... Um, some stuff happens and it's weird because like the who looks to be like the main bad guy of Dishonored 2 is is um this uh Delilah and she was a character in the DLC for the first game um in which you played as Dowd who was actually the guy who had assassinated the empress um anyway leaving all that aside <laughs> you you can play you choose to play as either Emily or Corvo in Dishonored 2 and they're they're pretty different they have like different sets of powers from the the supernatural powers that the the outsider guy gives you um and uh from what i've heard of the corvo play style or like or like that character build i guess is that he's maybe a little bit more geared toward like going loud and emily maybe a little more toward um a stealthy approach and i i definitely like stealth and i wanted to try the I wanted to play Emily through the first time anyway and then go back and play as Corvo um but uh yeah it's really cool so far it's a lot of what I really loved about the first Dishonored um you know better graphics and with some some good refinements here and there uh new powers uh bigger more detailed more open environments um yeah man Dishonored is one of those games that I remember playing it, and I remember liking it, and I remember the gameplay, but I couldn't tell you very many specifics about the gameplay or the story. Did you play through <laughs> the um, the the DLCs? I did not. I only played the main game. I played the, it right the, when it came out. Those DLC packs for the first Dishonored are amazing. That's I think the best 
example of DLC that I, I think I've pretty much ever seen. Um, I, I think I bought them on a sale at some point. I was going to try to get around to playing them at some point, but I never Together, did. they are, I think it's, it's seven or eight like full-on missions that basically form a second campaign to that first game. Um, wow. That kind of goes, it, it kind of goes interleave, interweaves sort of into the main campaign. So you're playing as a different character, but you encounter uh, Corvo at one point and he may or may not kill you based on the decisions you've made up to that point as the bad guy, right? Um, so yeah, it's just, Dishonored's amazing. And yeah, Dishonored 2 so far seems like more of that, which, yeah, it's just what I wanted. Seems like a game yeah. that I, I really want to play it, but I don't... Uh, there's so many games to play right now. Oh, yeah. By that, so... and by that, I mean there's one game to play right now. There's so. way too many. <laughs> Even that is too many. So uh, I've kind of decided that I'm going to focus as much as I can on Dishonored 2. Um, just because I, I purposefully kind of like held off on um, replaying some of the first game. Because I knew this was coming out. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting real deep into it. Cool. That's awesome. Nice. Well, listeners, look forward to getting deep into some more Game Bytes Show podcasts. Uh, you know, we never really said it at the beginning of the show, but this has been your Game Bytes Show podcast for the middle of this week, uh, November 16th, 2016. We appreciate having you here. Uh, come back again because we'll be talking to you at the top of this coming week about the news of the week in video games, the new releases, and a special topic of discussion. Uh, this coming week, look forward to me not being here. I'm actually going to be out of town for the next couple of shows, so we're going to have the uh, the trio of uh, Legrand and Dale and Jared Red Dunn will be here, so that'll be uh, that'll be a good time. Uh, if you have anything that you'd like to say to us about the games that we've been playing this week, if you have comments about the state of mobile games, if it's easier just to go the lowest common denominator, if you've been playing Dishonored, if you have comments about Gwent or how it's played or what the hell it even means. Uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter as a group, at Show. You can comment to us there. You can also find us individually. I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. You can find me at Legrand. And I am at Count Elmdor. And look for Jared Red I Dunn at R-E-D underscore I. We mentioned a couple of times during this show that we also do, in addition to our bi-weekly podcast, a weekly, at least weekly, video stream over at twitch.tv slash show. You can also find the archives of the games that we've played over at youtube.com slash show. Find all of this stuff over at www.gamebyteshow.com. You can see a cool little sidebar of some of our video content. You can look at some of our past podcasts, see some of the games that we've talked about in the past. Uh, lots of good stuff on back catalog there. Uh, uh, as we've mentioned on previous shows, we're also still through the end of the year accepting donations on behalf of our Extra Life team. You can find us uh, over at extra-life.org slash team slash show. Uh, we have beaten our modest goal of $1,000. We've gotten over that. We thank everybody who donated and everyone who contributed. There is still time to donate to children as part of the uh, Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Uh, go check it out there. Good stuff. Uh, as I mentioned, we'll be back in just a few days' time to talk to you about more video game goodness. Uh, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your enemies, let everybody know about the Game Bite Show podcast. We thank you again for listening today, and we will see you next time. See ya!
Gonna rock this town, rock it inside out. Gonna rock this town, rock, rock this it town. inside out. Break you scream and shout. Rock this town. This song, rockin', rockin', is all about believing in yourself, no matter what anyone else says. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Phil Anselmo version. Let me tell you something. I was the lead singer of Pantera for 13 years. We always covered Brian Setzer Orchestra songs. One, two, three, four.